0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I believe this is a word from God for you. I know it is because it's from the scripture. Uh, but it is specific to uh, this series that we're in on the Holy Spirit. And we've, we've talked on several things. And like I said last week, we began to emphasize the prophetic gift uh, for us to desire earnestly to prophesy as paul said especially that you may prophesy and i'm going to put this kind of right in the middle of that all right and next week we'll get more into a prophetic again but this is important to learn some of these things about living in the spirit and by the spirit and that it's all purposed by god that everything about your life um, has a purpose and you being here at this time you being who you are having the gifts and the talents and the personality that you have uh the people that are in your life all of that has great purpose and uh we're gonna glean from isaiah chapter 49 verse 2 today and it says and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand he has hidden me And made me a polished shaft, or the word literally means arrow. It's the Hebrew word, Hes, H-E-S, and it means arrow. In his quiver, he has hidden me. Father, thank you for this time together with all of these precious people, those who are watching this by live stream or listening by podcast. I thank you, Lord, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Lord, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So I'm praying that at the release of this word today, That at the hearing of it, God, that that overcoming power called faith, Lord, would rise up in the hearts and lives of your people, Lord. And help them to understand that greater is he who is in them than he that's in the world. And that nothing is impossible for those who will believe. Because with God, all things are possible. We thank you for the precious word that has come to us today. That we have in this Bible, in these scriptures, Lord. And in your word, there is life. There's health. Lord, I thank you that your word teaches us and guides us. It is the wisdom of the ages, God. So we look to it today. We say, have your way in us today. Let your word speak to us and change us, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. He made me, this is interesting, he made me a polished arrow. Um how many of you i think it's probably going to be mostly guys but maybe some of you girls uh, ever made your own bows and arrows when you were growing up kind of constructed your own thing my brother and i uh the first part of our la- lives live in southern oklahoma and so there are lots of trees there and we spent most of our days out behind my grandparents house back in the woods just playing back there and find a stick and uh, notch out the ends of it and take shoe lace off of our shoe or something or if we found a piece of twine or something we'd construct a bow out of that and then try to find a straightest piece of uh, as straightest stick as we could find and maybe whittle the end of it you know into a sharp point and then try to shoot that thing as straight as we could it never did go very straight um, and uh, I'm glad because we were usually shooting them at each other or you know the trees or whatever didn't go so well because our arrows were missing one key ingredient to make it a proficient arrow and that was the fletch the feathers on the end of it just a stick and a point's not going to do too well an arrow is made up of three parts it's got the point it's got the shaft and it's got the fletch as the archer would call it and those three things make the arrow what it is and uh in this, in this Old Testament scripture, we're going to see that um, this scripture is applicable on many levels. One, uh, if, if you'll bring it back up for just a moment, you'll see that he has made my mouth, see my, and me, and me, those are all capitalized. So as you read on in this chapter, you realize this is what is called a messianic chapter. It's speaking of the coming Messiah. And... Uh, and the prophet is speaking as though it were Christ himself speaking, saying, he has made me a polished arrow and hidden me in His quiver. Also, uh, in, the, in context, you see that this is speaking of the nation of Israel and uh, what God's plan was for them. They were to be a polished arrow and to be a great impact and influence on all other nations. Also, it's applicable to the prophet himself, a very personal application, which is this is what we're going to find Uh, this application for our own lives. You know, the Lord has fashioned you and made you uh, for his purpose. And the allegorical picture here is the polished arrow in his hand and hidden in his quiver. Um, Let's bring up a couple of those pictures just so you can see what, uh, this is a a Native American uh, arrow that, Usually they made them with a, a flint rock, the point of it, and, and put it in a notch on that on that stick, and then usually used turkey feathers. They favored turkey feathers because they seemed to fly most accurately. But a lot of the Native American shafts, like this one isn't in particular, but a lot of them were black because they had to run that stick through the fire to, to uh, get rid of all the moisture in that stick. But let's say like over in the Philippines, the northern part, like North Luzon or so, they have, they use bamboo like that. And and bamboo is such a great uh, stick to use for a a shaft, for an arrow because it's hollow, it's light but they naturally just grow straight. You don't have to put them through the fire like uh, the Native Americans would have to do that. But um, it's pretty obvious that You don't want to be like an arrow that doesn't have a fletch on it i don't think anybody here wants that right you don't want to live aimlessly uh you want to be on target this arrow is made up of three parts the point the shaft and the fletch and we're going to apply that to us as in spirit soul and body and uh, you need the spirit to be the fletch in your life to be the guiding force in your life keep you accurate because Uh, The arrow doesn't have a choice where all of its parts go, but you do have a choice and you can choose to be led by the spirit or you can choose to be led by your own intellect, your own emotions, your own personality. But how many of you found out that doesn't go all that well? You know why? Because the spirit knows better. Huh? He He just does a better job than we do. He needs to be the guiding force because he knows what's up. He knows what's going on. He created us. Amen. He knows how life works. Uh, There there are lots of reasons why we should let the spirit lead us we could say because he's the creator Or because God is our redeemer, but really it's just because he's a better manager Amen, he can help us. He's he's in the very details of your life He's interested and he wants to help you and he has wisdom for every aspect of your life so uh, I've had the privilege of flying quite a bit through the years both uh, domestically and internationally and been on several types of planes, from small prop planes to, you know, big jets and things like that. But one of the things that I, that gives me comfort is that the guy that's sitting up in the front in the left-hand seat knows what he's doing. It wouldn't help me at all if I were to look up there and see an eight-year-old kid behind the controls. How I many of you would be comforted by that? <laughs> or or if he came on the intercom as we're sitting on the tarmac said ladies and gentlemen we're about to take off as soon as i can figure out what all these knobs and gauges are about i wouldn't like that at all the spirit of god should be the guiding force in your life because he's the one that is most capable amen and there are a lot of people living in this world living life that don't have any real guidance you know i heard a story this is a true story. Several years ago in the third world country there was an airliner. <laughs> this plane was in flight. Everything was running all along smoothly perfectly. I'm not going to tell you what country it was. I don't want to demean any country here. I'll just say third world. Okay so that'll give you an idea. It wasn't like us. Um, well the pilot things were going along smoothly and the pilot decided that he wanted to go mingle with some of the passengers. So it, he put the plane on autopilot, got up out of his seat and made his way down the aisle and was fraternizing with some of the passengers. Well, as, as he was doing that, suddenly the co-pilot had the need to go to the bathroom. And being that the plane was on autopilot, there's no fear there. I'll just be gone a couple of minutes. Shouldn't be any issues. Everything's going along smoothly. So he gets up out of his seat and goes to the restroom. But there was a little issue The day before, the ground crew, unbeknownst to the pilot and the co-pilot, had installed a self-locking mechanism on the door where you would only, the only way you could get into that cockpit is with a key. That was, they failed to communicate that to these two gentlemen. And imagine this scene for a moment. People are hanging out, talking to the pilot. They're looking out the window, looking at the beautiful sky. Enjoying their time, enjoying their flight. But there's nobody at the controls. Even if someone was looking, observing from the the ground, looking up at the plane, they'd see that plane flying in a straight line, maintaining its altitude. No foreseeable problem, except you and I know there's a problem. Nobody's at the controls. And unfortunately, so many are going through their own lives enjoying the scenery of life, but living aimless. And not realizing that just down the road, tragedy's waiting. Because no one's at the controls. Well, maybe you're wondering what happened to that plane. Well, because it was a third-world country, their uh, security is pretty lax. And so there was a passenger on that plane who happened to smuggle a little hatchet into his carry-on luggage. And when he looked up there and he saw the pilot and co-pilot frantically trying to get in the door, he surmised that there's an issue. So he offered the assistance of his hatchet. And they literally chop their way through that door to get into the cockpit and safely land the plane. (laughs) Listen, in your life there may not even be time enough to do something like that. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to guide you. You need him at the controls. Amen. And you have a choice about that because you can know this. He's always going to lead you in the right way. He will always take you into the goodness of God. Your safety is of utmost importance to him. Don't allow anyone... Don't allow anyone, anyone, any one person or anything to be at the controls of your life other than the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Because you have in you the one who knows exactly what to do and how to do it. And he loves you. So when it comes to being one of God's polished arrows, the first thing you need to understand is his is the plan. Say that with me. His is the plan. His is the plan. An arrow does not make itself. It does not make itself. And the planning of its trajectory and its target are simply up to the archer. God's plans are sometimes strange. Uh, and, he, and he sometimes sends us to places that would not have been our first choice. You know, you can find that throughout much of the scriptures. That the apostle Paul has this vision. has this vision. In the night he'd been trying to follow god he's over in the asia area and he's you get to a town he was going to go preach the gospel and the holy spirit say no not here no not here all he had heard at this point was no not here well where do we go and finally they ended up down the coastal city of troas is what we would know as troy and it says that a vision this is acts chapter 16 the vision appeared to paul in the night and he saw a man from macedonia macedonia saying come over and help us well that's west of there and thank god he went because that helped to establish Western civilization. The gospel got here to us because of that one moment. But it didn't all start off peachy king. They made their way over there. As Luke said, we, immediately we concluded the Lord had called us and so, so we set to go. They get over there and Paul gets thrown in jail. Wait a second. I thought, Lord, is this really the plan? Did I hear you right? Well, it all turned out okay. Sometimes his plan is strange to us. And many times we don't know what's going on. The very, the very first time the prophet Elijah, he gets to preach a sermon. The very first mention of this prophet is he preaches a sermon that sounds something like this. It's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. That's all. Stand and be dismissed. God bless you. It's one of the shortest sermons in the entire Bible. God tells him to go d- deliver this message, and he does, and he delivers it to the king, Ahab. God, it's not going to rain till I say it's going to rain. And then God tells Elijah, now I want you to go hide. How can I be a famous prophet if I'm hiding, God? I just got my ministry started. I have preached one sermon. It wasn't even that long. How am I supposed to go anyway? You tell me to go hide. He said, go hide by the brook Cherith. And I, Elijah had some things to learn along the way he had. To know that God had a plan Even though he didn't understand that plan But we all know About Elijah Because there was much in God's plan for him One of the secrets of his success though Was that whatever the Lord told Elijah to say And wherever he told him to go He did it He did it You will do very well If you'll just do what God says to do And go where he says to go They'll never steer you wrong. Let the spirit of God lead you. Let the spirit of God guide you. And being around the world, I've noticed there are several cultural differences. Not even, in our, I mean, in our own country there are, but all over the world, especially. And and one of the differences that I have found that's interesting—it's extreme among cultures, but it's also very interesting—is their attitude toward authority. Uh, like like the, if you go to Germany. And they're driving they do not run red uh, yellow lights they don't do it do we do that Heather does all the time <laughs> green and yellow mean the same thing to her but they don't do it they just don't do it there uh, if, if in Mexico City I was terrified uh, because they have stoplights like we do but they don't treat those stoplights like we do light turns red you're going to have five or six more cars just going on through it. You just got to wait till it all clears up. Okay, now I guess we can go. They, they just don't take that law serious. And, uh, being in India, I don't know what their laws are, except I hope to God we make it through, uh, make, we make it to where we're going because it's insane. In Singapore, how many of you remember the story about the kid from America that got caned over there? Y'all remember that? Do you remember why he got caned? For graffiti, right? He spray painted. And they did a public caning. They took this kid and they beat him with a stick in public. It's not such a bad idea, actually. (laughs) But Singaporeans do not break the law whatsoever. They don't do it at all. They have very little crime there as a result. But different attitudes about authority. It's, it's, It's very interesting. But you have to recognize God's authority in your life. Him as your authority. And if you're going to be a polished arrow in his hand, you have to be willing to go by his plan even when you don't understand it. Yeah, no doubt it will lead you in some very strange circumstances. You may wake up somewhere, sometime thinking, what am I doing here? I've done that before. Why am I here? What is going on here? You have to remind yourself that his is the plan. I'm going to bring some comfort with you, uh, with that thought. Not only is, if it's his plan, then it's his responsibility. Okay? There's no need for you to worry in his plan. Let him do the worrying. Amen. If he's, if he's brought you here, then he'll help you here. If he's called you to it, he'll resource you to do it. Amen. He is your heavenly father. It is his obligation then. You don't have to beg God to help you. You don't have to beg God to provide for you. It's his job. Amen. The second thing to take from this is also, it says, it made me a polished arrow. Polished means a tested. Tested or purified or choice. Which means that not only is this his plan, but his is the process. His is the process. Come on, say it. His is the process. See, he's the one who determines what it's going to take to make you a polished arrow in his hand. And it's going to take time. Uh, and, and a lot of times that, that amount of time might involve some pain and some discomfort. It might involve some uncertainty on your part. No doubt. But he knows. It. And this process will be different for each and every one of us. So if you're one of those that are impatient, then he's going to be working on some patience with you. Amen. I shared this earlier. God is never late, but he sure does pass up a lot of good opportunities to be early. <laughs> God has a process for you, and his process in your life is going to take time. There's a great author and speaker, renowned speaker and author named, by the name of Tony Campolo. Tony Campolo wrote a book years ago called Who Switched the Price Tags? Anybody here ever heard of Tony Campolo? Um, his, uh, his main uh, belief system is is Catholic, but Tony Campolo isn't just bound to Catholicism. He, he has friends in all kinds of denominations and And uh, so he's kind of accepted lots of things other than Catholicism, but that's, that's his main uh, course of belief. But he was invited to this charismatic church (laughs) to preach. And uh, so before the service, the elders called him back to this back room to pray for him. And so as they're gathered back there, he says, if, if anybody's going to pray over you for more than a couple of minutes, he says, something starts happening. He says, they get tired so they start leaning on you and he said i feel the weight of their arms on me he says so it's a charismatic church so they're praying in tongues and they don't pray short prayers and uh he says they're praying long he said but the the weird thing was the fellow that was leading it was praying totally irrelevant things had nothing to do with the service he said this guy's praying for his lost friend and he sounded something like this oh god I pray you would save Charlie Stolphus. Lord, you know it's not right that he leave, left, he's leaving his wife and his three kids. Oh, God, save him. Lord, you know where he lives, just off exit 23. <laughs> Down there at the mobile home park, he's the third silver trailer, house on the right. And he said this is over and over again. Oh, God, save Charlie Stolphus. And Tony was never more glad that that prayer was over. And he went out and preached his message and said goodnight to everybody, got in his car, drove out of that parking lot, and got up on the road. And just a little ways as he's going down the road, there's a hitchhiker on the side of the road. Well, Tony Campolo has a habit of picking up hitchhikers because he likes to share Jesus with them. So he picks up this stranger off the side of the road, introduces himself. He says, hello, I'm Tony Campolo. The man says, hello, I'm Charlie Stolfus. Oh, this is interesting. So as he's riding along, it's just kind of quiet. And then Tony says, Charlie, it's not right. It's not right that you're leaving your wife and three kids. Charlie's like, what? He takes the exit, does a U-turn, gets back up on the highway, heads the other way. He says, where where were you taking me? He says, I'm taking you home, Charlie. He says, Charlie, it's not right that you've left your wife and three kids. You need to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Charlie's sitting there kind of stunned, and then here in a second he sees Exit 23 and turns on the blinker. Charlie is deer in the headlights now. He says, where are you taking me? He said, I'm taking you home, Charlie. And he takes that exit. Makes that right, there by the mobile home park, counts one, two, third silver trailer on the right, pulls right up to his house. Charlie looks at him and says, how do you know this? How do you know where I live? Tony says, God told me. (laughs) He says, get out of this car, Charlie. You need to get home to your wife and kids. They knock on that door. The door opens. There's his little wife. She'd been crying. And she says, oh, Charlie, you came home. He says, you're darn right he came home. Get up in that trailer, Charlie. (laughs) He got him up there. He said, both of you are going to sit down and listen to me. And Charlie and his little wife sat there as Tony Campolo shared the gospel with him. And both of them gave their lives to Jesus that night. And Charlie stayed home. And God's process will make sense in the end. His is not only the plan, but his is the process. You got to trust that he knows what's up. Amen. Trust the process. I'm not saying everything that happens in your life is from God. All I'm saying is that God can use it his process if you'll stay yielded in his hand the third thought about this is that his is the power say his is the power power. amen see the arrow does is not have rocket fuel it is not self-propelled it is it derives its energy entirely from the arm of the archer if you were to observe I, don't know, I remember seeing this as a kid. Actually, it was a father and son. It was a father who was an archer. He had his son go a few paces and uh, stand up against this wall and put an apple on his son's head. And uh, I, it was shocking to me as a kid to watch this. I'm thinking, I'm trying to imagine my dad shooting an arrow, uh, an arrow over my head. And he aimed that bow and arrow right toward his son. And... Uh, Fortunately, split the apple in half and didn't harm the sun. But I didn't think for one second when I saw that happen, wow, that's an amazing arrow. You know, there can be people out here in life, and I'm in the ministry world and I see people who have great success. But I don't think for one second that they're successful because they're something awesome. Oh, it's a great arrow. No, it's God is doing marvelous things in their lives because if his is the power, then his is the glory. Amen. And so since his is the power, then he gets the glory and he's the one that gives you the strength. You know what I'm experiencing this morning? That even though I'm weak, he's strong. Amen. So I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God may be perfected in me today. Amen. I couldn't do this without him. And you can't do what you're going to do without him. And his power is resident on the inside of you called the spirit of God. Romans eight eleven says that if the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised him from the dead will quicken or make alive your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. You've got a power in you that not even death can stop. Amen. And lastly, it says that he has made me a polished arrow and hidden me in his quiver. His is the product that is the fulfilled purpose. I want to read a little poem to you. How many of you like poetry here? Anybody here like poetry? How many of you don't like poetry? all right then you're going to hate me for the next couple of seconds but a, henry wadsworth longfellow wrote this he says i shot an arrow into the air it fell to the earth i knew not where for so swiftly it flew the sight could not follow it in its flight i breathed a song into the air it fell to earth i knew not where for who has sight so keen and strong that it can follow the flight of a song long long afterward in an oak i found the arrow still unbroke and the song from beginning to end i found again in the heart of a friend you don't see the end from the beginning you don't always know where that arrow is going to land but you can know his is the final product sometimes you wait a long time before you discover What was accomplished after all sometimes it's hard to be patient on, on that but this says he made me a polished arrow now that takes time that takes process but when you're a polished arrow you're ready to fly aren't you that sounds like you're ready but not so it says he made me a polished arrow and then what did he do he hid me in his quiver well there ain't nobody who wants to rattle around back there in the dark I'm ready to go Jesus use me God huh and time goes by and you see the archer's hand come back there and he picks somebody else I'll leave you rattling out there back there in the dark uh his is the product God knows there was a great missionary by the name of J. Tucker J.W. Tucker but he called him J he was a missionary to Africa and he went to serve his third term in a place called Zaire, modern Congo. And a few weeks later, he was dead. A revolution had begun there, and there was rioting in the streets. And Mr. Tucker was dragged from his house down the city street into the town, open square in the center of town. And there, his hands were tied behind his back They broke a bottle against his face, and when he hit the ground, they danced on his body until he stopped breathing. They then loaded up his body, put it in a truck, and drove him a ways over to a bridge and threw his body, off of that bridge into the Congo River where crocodiles ate it. That river is the second Longest River, only second to the Nile. It runs through what they call the Mongbetu tribe. the Mangbetu tribe. And uh, this tribe had never been reached by the gospel, though many had tried. And I mean, some of the famous missionaries of the past had tried to go there to no avail with no success. They could not seem to penetrate this area and these people with the gospel. Well... When this civil war had broken out, the Zairean government sent in one man amongst that tribe. He was an African policeman, big man. Everybody called him the Brigadier. Well, you know, they saw him kind of like what we see Texas Rangers are like. If there's a battle, send in one ranger. (laughs) This is the kind of man the Brigadier was sent in to keep the peace. Three months prior to this, that man had surrendered his life to Jesus by the witness of Jay Tucker. And now here he finds himself amongst these people. He's a new Christian. He doesn't know what to do. He barely knows the Bible. He certainly don't, doesn't know how to preach, but he has a heart to reach them with the gospel. So he just starts studying them. He starts studying their culture and getting to know their culture and some of their legends. And he came across a saying, and that saying was something along the the lines of this. We will always hear the words of any man whose blood was spilled in our river. And The brigadier thought, there's my opportunity. So he called the chief and the elders together and he told them, he says, I wanna tell you the words of a man whose blood was spilled in your river where the crocodiles ate his body, he's not here to give you those words, but he gave them to me before he died. And he took it upon himself at that moment to share the simple salvation plan, the beautiful gospel of Christ dying for their sins and being buried in a tomb and being raised from the dead three days later. Well, guess what? They believed it. And maybe 20 or so years later, they had 40 churches established among those people. The latest report, which was from 2014, almost 600,000 of them are Christians today. Now, many who knew Jay Tucker, who were close to him at the time of his martyrdom, would look at his death and said, what a waste. But God, when he looks at it, He says bullseye because God can turn any tragedy into triumph. And when the arrow is yielded, then God can do great things. He can accomplish great things. He has made me a polished arrow and in his quiver, he has hidden me. His is the plan. His is the process. His is the power. And his is the final product. Father, thank you. Lord, we want to be led by your spirit today. I want you to just pray today. Connect to him and say, Lord, I'm a yielded arrow in your hand. Guide me by your spirit. I don't want to guide my way. I yield to you. To be used by you. I want to hit the target for what you intend me to hit. so use me for your glory I submit to your plan I submit to your process I submit to your power because Father God I want your purpose known in my life that wherever you aim and shoot me I will hit the target thank you Lord Thank you father your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts so lord today we choose to walk by faith not by what we see not be governed by the circumstances we are experiencing right now because there's something so much greater there's a plan at work there's a process and we are in the master's hands so we trust you god That whatever we may be today and whatever we may be experiencing you are able to make all things work together for good to your glory so do that lord do that in us guide us each and every day we want to hit the bullseye thank you lord thank you father for yours is the kingdom and the power in the glory forever in Jesus name thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message for more information about One Cause Church please visit us online at onecausechurch.com